OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Powdered water. Perfect. Since the government and the industry will not provide informed consent, we're out here again. Giving people the facts that they need to know before they go inject themselves with any pharmaceutical product that is exempt from liability, meaning if you are hurt or killed by this product, you cannot sue, you cannot take action against them. They are protected under the PREP Act, which you can look more into, but all vaccine makers are exempt from liability, always, since 1986. This isn't anything new. The hand of big government. What did you say? What's up, man? Uh, welcome, dude. Good, good to see you, man. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a little while. Things are good. Staying busy. I mean, I wish I wasn't busy doing some of the things I'm doing, but looks like <laughs> I, I feel like we, I feel like we both got to show our shirts. Oh yeah, go ahead and get it for the video. Hunt's <laughs> just your not so commonly known vaccine ingredients, and then he's got the vaccine pusher. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, my buddy. Uh, I don't know if you follow Chalk Buddy Outline, but he does. Um, he makes some cool art and does like he, you know, he has a channel where he that he runs and shit. Um, he he goes into like what he calls like post conspiracy. Um, kind of, he's a little bit of like an auto hoaxer, I guess, in some ways, kind of. But um, you know, if you know what I'm talking about, like that whole like group of people. But man, dude, if you want, dude, just I feel like give the least humble and least humble introduction to yourself that you could possibly do because you deserve it. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess in a nutshell, I got involved in activism about nine years ago. Uh, I fell in the rabbit hole. I had a pretty normal standard life. Things kind of changed overnight. I woke up to like all the lies that we had been fed and one lie led to another. I got active in multiple different, I guess, arenas started out with like the Monsanto thing. But, um, at the same time, you know, I was doing like the whole anonymous collective, the million mask march in D.C., uh, trying to fight the fluoride in the water. You know, basically anything that, that we were being lied to about that affected either our health or our freedom. I was like, all right, well, what can I do? So I would find the local groups, got involved, um, basically got involved with the March Against Monsanto and We Are Change Orlando. Because at first I was like, OK, our food is really messed up. Our media is really screwed up. These are two things I can take matters into my own hands so I could like change my diet, educate people about it. I could be my own media. So that's why I got on board with We Are Change Orlando. Basically just started doing independent journalism and activism across a whole host of topics and um, really just grew like my my resources and my network. And it's 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 basically allowed me to take it to the next level in these last couple of years, which has been great because 
everything's coming at us full speed right now. And I'm glad that we had, like, we were locked and loaded with the vaccine thing, you know, um, not to jump ahead, but, you know, we've been uh, educating about vaccines and then the pandemic, the pandemic happened. So it was like, wow, well, I'm glad we already have all these people ready to protest. We've got all these signs, as you can see, that I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute. But, um, and we just hit the ground running. And I mean, I've covered everything from the GMO mosquitoes to the 5G. Uh, we went to Standing Rock and, you know, assisted up there when that whole thing went down. So, yeah, man, it's just it's just been a, a crazy, a crazy journey. And we, we really haven't like stopped. I mean, there, there's always something to fight. And, and I'm just trying to balance living life with with fighting the freaking New World Order is not easy, but done. <laughs> right. Yeah, man, it keeps on coming back to me. The I think it's I think that's a Bob Marley quote that's you know that they don't take a day off so we can't either. That's it. You know. And that's it's it's exhausting though. So I mean that's kind of the thing. I mean, dude, I I feel you on that cuz like I you know I mean the last time that you and I did a show, I mean I think that was like a maybe almost 2 years ago at this point. I remember yeah. it, man. I remember just like sitting out in my front yard and like I was kind of like going through some personal shit at the time and like I was like kind of just in I don't know, fuck it mode. And then I kind of took took some time off really from kind of everything and just tried to like, you know, working on proving myself and started, you know, started doing some martial arts training and like, you know, really trying to get like serious about because I guess I kind of reached a point where it's like the, you know, like that. Uh, I mean, I don't like to sound like, uh, you know, like minimize like our ability out here because like you're a prime example of that we do we are fucking powerful so like you're an inspiration for that but like i went through a phase where it was kind of like fuck it this thing is happening i can't control it so i'm just gonna try to control what i can which is like you know my health and my mindset and like you know my frequency and you know just trying to trying to get there and then you know once um you know i stayed i've stayed in touch with um you know cindy who puts put together on the wake up radio you know i mean like it's been a you know, it's a fully independent network that I was lucky that she kind of, you know, she found me and asked me to come on and, you know, I was a guest and then she gave me my own show and, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of evolved. And, you know, I, what I, what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start doing some, cause see, I think we're headed from, well, I don't know, man. Now I don't know. It's like, I was, I was thinking that we were headed for like another lockdown basically. Like I was thinking that they're going to roll out the 33rd wave or whatever. And we're going to, you know what I mean? Like, I just, that's what I figured was going to happen. So I've been talking to some musicians and stuff that I knew. I was like, Hey, let me get in the studio with y'all. And we'll like do like a hybrid, like live stream, like practice slash interview, you know, and kind of, cause I, I, you know, I know some musicians that are, that understand, you know? And so I thought it would be cool. Cause it would like give them some exposure. It would like, you know, I just thought it would be good for everybody. And uh, so I don't know. I still, I still intend to do that just to kind of switch things up. Cause you know, I've been doing like these, you know, these interviews for a while and stuff. But I mean, it's cool now that we can add these other features. I haven't really messed with this stuff that much. But, but yeah, man, like, so do you think, how do you feel as far as like the scales? Like, do you feel like, which way do you feel like they're tipping? Like, man, that's a tough question. Um, it's crazy because like the first, eight years of this that I had been doing this, I was super optimistic and I always have been. I'm like, all right, people are waking up. And you obviously feel that when you first get involved because you start noticing, you know, everybody waking up. So you're like, okay, everybody's waking up. Then that slows down a little bit and you're like, all right, 
all right, it's not as great as I thought. Like there's still awareness being raised and like, you know, the internet has been like a blessing and a curse of letting the cat out of the bag with a lot of this stuff. But um, I will admit the, the whole pandemic, I, I like to talk about three things when I say like the major blows to the truth movement. It's been the pandemic, the censorship and QAnon, in my opinion. And I think those three things have really like set us back. I really thought we were like making serious headway. Um, you know, people were waking up to the lies of the false flags and the media and what was in our products killing us. And I think that they were like, all right, well, censorship, we've got to, we've got to delete these people. We've got to put a, put a stop to this because it's getting out too quickly and it's like an avalanche. So I think that when they um, unleashed the Q PSYOP and the pandemic and the censorship, obviously all that would ha happen within like a four to five year period, you know, we've hit a major setback. and. I was so optimistic to think that when the next big 9-11 happened, we would be, you know, like hip to it. And enough people would say, uh, we're not doing this, we're not getting tested, we're not getting locked down. Unfortunately, that didn't quite happen. So, um, it, go ahead. Well, it was almost like it was just the perfect way for them to do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, they just, it's just like, I mean, because we obviously – we all knew something was coming. We had been feeling that for a long time. And then I just, I don't know if somebody, I mean, you know, like looking back, you can see all the programming and everything, you know, like you can see how, you know, the Watchmen series and like, I mean, just right. all the different ways that they seeded all this shit. And like, but you know, I just don't think any of it, I think it was just a hell of a curveball for so many people. It really was, you know, and but at the end of the day, it also is going to be a blessing, I think, in the long run, because just like 9-11, this event's going to wake up a lot of people. You know, I've been talking to people recently that and I'm like, you know, how long have you been, you know, involved in speaking out? And they're like, you know, it wasn't until the lockdowns that I finally realized it's this some shit was up. And I was like, you know, that's good to hear. So right. we're another massive chunk of people that, that snap out of it because of this. Um, we're going to have to weather a hell of a lot more of a storm than 9-11 because this is a worldwide psychological operation. It's really taken the world by storm. And, um, you know, so I st it, despite like the three major blows, like them being on the offensive with the censorship and the psyops, I still stay optimistic because at the end of the day, I think the good, I think light, you know, still prevails. I think good wins. I think that no matter how much they delete us and try to uh, smear us, that there are enough people that are snapping out of it that it will eventually trickle out. You know, it may not even happen in our lifetime, but it's going to trickle out to the point where people are, the next generation is going to be finally fed up with it. Um, I would hope, you know, some people don't see it that way. And I could be biased because I hang around like-minded people. You know, if I was in a, a major university studying, um, you know, genetics and was around a bunch of you know liberal minded mainstream people i probably wouldn't have that view you know if i was like the black sheep in that scenario i'd think holy cow nobody's waking up everybody's asleep so it's really hard to say because you know we're all in different circles different parts of the world right but uh i remain optimistic i still have people come up to me and say things like you know it's because of groups like you being out on the streets that i looked into vaccines more and i stopped you know my child from being injured and when we hear things like that that's what keeps us going because we get plenty of middle fingers, we get plenty of hate, but like when that one mom comes over with like a tear in her eye and is like, you guys woke me up, then it's, it's like, okay, we are making a difference. You know, our social media posts may seem like just a shot in the wind, but 
they add up, especially if more and more people are doing it. Right. I actually just had a situation where I was on a, uh, I snuck into like a live feed where the newscaster. Were, I can't believe you would do something like that. So it seems so out of character. For you. I know, right? The newscasters were having a doctor on. It was like a local news station in Orlando. And I saw they had a doctor and they were doing live Q&A. And I was like, well, that's a mistake. So <laughs> I go in and just start hammering them with questions. And you know what? I'm one guy. They're not going to listen to me. They're going to delete me. It's not going to. What, what's the use, right? Well, I asked so many questions and they were so like factual and you couldn't ignore them that they finally addressed it. And the guy's like, you know, I, I, I hate to even bring this up, but there's people in the comments right now and they're saying things like 2,400 people have already died from the vaccine. Doc, can you tell us your thoughts on that? And she's like, well, where's their source? Da, 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 da. And start, they started mocking me. And I had literally listed my source in the comments. Bayers, Harvard. Harvard decided only 1% of injuries are reported, so your 2,000 deaths is more like 200,000. Right. Nobody wants to admit that potentially the vaccine has already killed a quarter million people. But that's what the CDC and theirs, not my words, theirs, right. that's what they state. And the doctor had to address it. You know, they mocked me, but people were reading those comments. People were listening to that video. Right. And nine times out of ten, if you ever see me debating with someone online, I'm not debating with them. I'm not trying to convince them. I'm not trying to beat them in an argument. I'm dropping seeds so that the 20 or 30 or 40 or hundreds of people reading that exchange are going, okay, this person sounds like a very angry, triggered person, and this other guy's just dropping facts, and they're just yeah. I'm going to look into what he's saying. So I tell people sometimes, we'll get done with a convo. I'm like, bro, I'm not even really talking to you. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing this for another reason, and I think my job is done. You have a great day. <laughs> So it's all about planting seeds, man. You never know who you're going to plant a seed with and who, where it's going to blossom. That one person you influence online or that one person that you influence out on the streets, they may go home and wake up and be the super activist. Right. They, they may be a whistleblower. What if they're the next Edward Snowden or whatever, the next pharma whistleblower? So you just I always look at it with glass half full and we just got to keep plugging along, man, because the other option is to roll over and let it happen. And to me, that's not an option. See, man, I, dude, I respect you so much for being able to do that. Cause I basically for me, I think my, I think my kind of breaking point where I kind of quit trying to actually, I don't know, as far as like, as far as like my Instagram account, once they, once they cut me off from the outside world and, you know, I went from my posts being, you know, 50% viewed by accounts that weren't following me to less than 1%, you know, for, for talking about the, talking about the Jews is, you know, basically how that started, I'm pretty sure, is um, kind of at that point, it just became a place for me just to like kind of yell at the world so that like when I was around people actually in real life, I could I could be chill and I could like, yeah. you know, I wouldn't scare everyone off as far as like, you know, I'm screaming about all this shit because like, as you know, people can't drink out of a fire hose. And so like you've got to, you know, you have to drip it to them and you know, I try to do that like in more, more in real life and kind of build, maybe it's kind of selfish, but I kind of feel like I'm, I'm kind of trying to build like what I call like my mycelium. It's like a, like I, I view it as like the, my network of people that like kind of like when, so we got hit in, in, you know, I'm in Texas and we got hit with a, with a blizzard, which is weird for us. I mean, it was like, I'd never seen anything like it. I mean, like um, supposedly it happened a hundred years ago or whatever, but like, you know, <laughs> right. But I mean, it just felt super different from anything that, you know, I'd experienced. And then, you know, there's, 
they're talking about Texas having their own, us being on our own grid, and that's why they did it. But, like, when that happened, it really kind of showed me, you know, why I had been networking with the people that I have. And, like, you know, like, I mean, like, I lost power in my house, and I had multiple places of where I could go stay and, like, people that were, you know, like, holding it down and people that had, you know, food and had everything, you know, that we needed. And, you know, so now it's, like... I mean, I don't know what they're going to do, what's going to be next as far as, you know, I was talking to, uh, do you know Kyle Wagner? Kyle Wagner. Future World Healing. Oh, yeah, I know that account. Yeah, yeah. So he's like a, yeah, he's like a holistic healer dude. He was, and he kind of, he had to make money. And so he started, he kind of quit practicing that and started a CBD company or whatever and got into like the cannabis side of things, which. Okay. He and I kind of butt, butt heads on that a little bit because I'm like, dude, you're letting the government get a cut of. For me, it's like one of my best friends, you know, just spent four years in prison for having, you know, for having plants on him, which he never sold to children. He was always on time. He was like, you know, he just he was a good dude. And like, it's just fucked up, you know, and it's like and then they're going to turn around and make their fucking money. out of it. It's like, yeah, I don't I feel like who who the fuck would go to a dispensary ever? Like, how do you not just like find, I guess my point is like, I'm just kind of, I'm trying to build like a, an all black market, everything fucking situation as much as possible, because I feel like, and maybe it's, maybe it's treading water. I don't know, maybe at best, you know, or maybe it'll slowly sink because, and with everything being tracked and, you know, whatever, but um, it's weird, man. Cause it's like, we're, how do you feel about us moving into like the digital dimension? Like, I think of it like that a lot, like this metaverse kind of thing that's happening. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly, I think I know that these operations have like 20 goals that they probably have listed to, to implement. They're like, all right, we're going to take away the freedom. We're going to implement this, 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 and this. And part of it's merging us with the machines, the whole technocratic state, you know, the thing that people have been screaming about for 10, 20 years. Right. And I think that's part of the plan. I mean, look at all the kids going virtual, all the meetings are virtual. Everything's like all this online stuff. People are like, what do we even need to interact in real life for? We can just do it on the computer. And I think that's a dangerous road to go down because that's where we're going. Um, but like to your previous point, you know, I think it is important to do those things where you connect with the people in your community and you build these like these underground systems. I think, uh, have you ever looked into what Derek Bros talks about? Yeah, yeah. This with like his decentralized your life and the freedom cells and the whole like uh, agorism and the black markets. Like, I think that's something people should look into. If whoever, right. you know, make sure you read uh, his books, Derek Bros from the Conscious Resistance Network. He's got some great ways to opt out. I think his book is called How to Opt Out of the, Techn- the Technocratic State. Yeah. Yeah, great stuff. And I mean, that's what we need to be doing. He's actually in Mexico right now, you know, slowly building these systems and he tries to purchase things with Bitcoin and I'm not even as far as him, you know, right. People will talk about like, yeah, he's like doing some Harriet Tubman shit now. Yeah. I mean, when, when it hits the fan, you know, if, if like you said, the blizzard, a blackout, if anything like that happens, we're going to want to be connected with minded people who have some form of, currency have some form of weapons some form of training like all this stuff because we we don't know man what their next (laughs) it's so weird isn't it so weird trying to prepare for something that you have no idea what the fuck is gonna be it's just like well dude it's like it's like waiting around after 9-11 like well we know they're gonna do it again well we know they're (laughs) never thought we didn't know it was gonna be aliens big alien attack um 
an outbreak, you know, maybe just natural disasters. They pull like some kind of climate change hoax, which that's probably still in the works. Dude, I mean, they've got all those cards still up their sleeve. That's what's crazy. And and then I'm sure you've read like the Spars 2025 at this point. I'm sure you've seen that. Yep. So they're just planning just to, I mean, sometimes I think that's what kind of the, the play is in a way. It's like basically, I don't know, dude, like, is it, I don't know. Like, I wonder if it's like, we're gonna we're gonna make everyone sick from the vaccines then we're gonna blame it on a new virus like if that's what they're like i mean who knows but clearly they can do it so that's just what's kind of fucked up is like i don't know i mean we there's no way we can really we i've never seen anyone accurately predict anything it's something i've been finding myself saying lately so it's it's kind of like i think you know really the number one thing we can do is focus on our own health I mean, it really always comes back to that. And it comes back to like finding ways to be as sovereign as possible, you know? And um, I mean, you know, when I see people talking about the, the lawsuits and using the legal system, I I just, I don't know how to feel about that, man, because I feel like we need, we almost need to be finding people that are actually fluent in like real universal, natural common law, whatever you want to call that, where it's like, because this system has no authority over us. I mean, I, you know, I mean, like, it's such a weird thing where it's like, if you can, if you can file your, like, if you can get the paperwork done and you can learn how to, they say that like learning to do the paperwork to become a private citizen, which that puts you in like an article three jurisdiction. So you're no longer under the corporate jurisdiction at all. Like you're, they get you out of taxes. It gets you out of your you know property taxes. It gets you out of, you put you on a do not detain list for the cops. So like they pull you over and you're, you're in the list is like, Hey, don't fuck with this guy. And you essentially sign a peace treaty with the government and say, Hey, I, don't, I won't fuck with you. You don't fuck with me. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. And so like, if we could get more people to the problem with that kind of stuff is like, there's a, there's just so the waters are so muddy with it and there's just, there's all these traps set up. So it's just like, it's hard to, well, you, it's like, there's, like, no, go ahead. Oh, well, just that there's kind of like, it's just, it seems like everybody's kind of a gatekeeper in that, in that arena. Like, it's like, they act like they have it figured out, but they don't just fucking show it to anybody. And then there's like, you know, pay sites and shit, but it's like, you know, to take courses and stuff like that. But how could you really verify any of that? And right. And, and it's you, also like, I feel like even if you did it, what kind of men in black show up at your house, you know? That's kind of where I was going to go. Like, you know, I guess you look at one side, you've got some of the people out there doing it, like some of that sovereign citizen stuff. Like, unfortunately, it ends up being this like crazy looking dude that never shows anybody else how to do it. It right. works one time and goes viral. And it, we don't get anywhere from that. We need like you know, kind of sane, normal looking people to do this and lay it out like in a practical way. And to your point, you know, even if you do do it the right way, we live in a corrupt society. We've got these kangaroo courts where let's say you do um, represent yourself and go fight the government or the IRS or something and you're going to win. They just pull some shit like, like, oh, no, never mind. We're just going to hold you in contempt for X or Y. And it's like, right. It's like I think of Wolfgang Howbig. I'm pretty close with the Sandy Hook whistleblower. And, you know, he was he woke up because of Sandy Hook at like age 70 or something. So he he's, has no idea how this stuff works. He has no idea how corrupt it is. He's like, oh, well, I got him. 
I've got them beat. I've got this, this evidence right here. I'm just going to take it to court and I'm going to, they're all going to go to jail. I'm like, Wolf, man, I, I, I love your, your, your attitude here, but they're going to like destroy your evidence or they're going to yeah. silence you. And that, and that judge is a Mason, by the way. So he's, you know, like he's some kind of warlock. So they'll close the court before they let him win. Yeah. Every time he went, man, he was filing FOIA requests. The FOIA judge would just call the other side's witnesses and tell them not to show up. I mean, crazy, illegal, kangaroo court bullshit. Yeah. He just got to learn the hard way that, man, even if you even if you do have a way to beat the system, the system's so upside down, you have to worry about them still, like, screwing you over. So it's a tough game to play, but, I mean, um, I've looked into some of it. I think – have you ever looked at Mark Stevens and the No State Project? No, that's completely new to me. He's a M-A-R-C, I believe is his name, Mark, Mark Stevens. But he basically does, like, the Socratic method where you use language – in such a specific and strategic way that you can almost get out of anything. I mean, speeding tickets, traffic fines, IRS. Right, right. Hell yeah. And you, you basically demand, and it, you have to be so good with your words. If you don't do right. it, screw it up. But you basically demand that they prove that the laws apply to you. Right. And they have no jurisdiction over you. We just yeah. consent. Every single time we consent, every time we sign that ticket or we show up in court or we plead our guilty right. or not, if you go all the way back to the to the to the bare minimum and make them prove that the laws apply to you, um, it gets super interesting. And I know he's got success stories around the country of people who are getting things dropped because the courts have no idea how to address it. Right. Um, and I've heard of other people doing it as well. I actually just talked to a guy um, at a little get together this weekend who's who's pretty well versed. I've heard of uh, Mark Stevens and the No State Project. So there's there's different methods. Um, <laughs> But, but yeah, man, it's, it's, you know, going back to your original point, you know, I'm out there in these streets a lot doing some of the activism, but at the end of the day, you said it in the very beginning of the video, it's like working on ourselves is the most important thing. You know, I was in a position where I was single and, um, I had a really cake job. I had all this free time, you know, I wasn't flat broke. So I was like, well, I've got some time and energy. I, I can start organizing this stuff. And I started you know, spending all of my time doing it. I quit watching TV. I quit partying. I quit doing all that stuff. And I was like in a, like a Goldilocks zone to be able to birth this like activism in my world. Now things are different. I have like family, I have a different job. I have to like, I don't have as much time, but because I laid the foundation, I have, you know, resources and connections. Now I can rally some people together pretty easy with a couple clicks. Right. I don't have to like, work my ass off to do it so i'm blessed to have had that but we've all have a role i truly believe and i don't expect everyone to be out there protesting every month like we are but you can make facebook comments you can make instagram videos you can challenge people in live youtube discussions you can pound someone's twitter you can wear a shirt you can help fund the local activist group's billboard. Like there are things you can do, ways you can push back. Even with the pandemic, just grocery shopping without a mask is pushing back now. Right. You're encouraging other shoppers not to wear them. You're encouraging the store that nobody's buying this anymore. Maybe we should relax our policy. So I think that we just have to be an activist in our everyday life. Every conversation we have, every time we like vote with our anything, our money, our attention, you know, every, let's say somebody watches CNN because they hate it so much. They want to talk crap about it and post about how much they lie. 
you're still giving them attention. You're giving them ratings. Just stop. Right. So I just tell people like, vote with your dollar, vote with your lifestyle, vote with your attention, vote with your actions and do what you can. You know, if you've got four kids and this crazy job and you live out in the middle of nowhere, no, you're not going to be organizing rallies. I get it. But I'm in a major city. Right. A, uh, a good base now of people that are ready to be active, especially with the vaccine fight. Yeah. So um, I guess in, at the end of my long rant, it's do what you can with your circumstance. Anybody can make change, even if it's small and just continue to work on yourself. Because at the end of the day, if all I'm doing is picketing and posting online, but yet I eat toxic food, I have toxic thoughts, still treating people like crap. It's not working. Like, We've got to change ourselves and we will change the world. Um, so it's almost like hit them from all angles, protest, right. change yourself. And let's just, let's just make this world a better place with those actions. <laughs> Dude, man, I, it's, it's funny to me that I keep on, I don't know, you know, like I, I'm at this point, I used to like go, go hunting for, for new information, you know, you get kind of like addicted to rabbit holes and shit like that. And like you, yeah. I think we all probably went through that phase where like, you're like, oh, I need something else. Like I got to find like the next one. And yep. So now, you know, now I kind of, you know, whenever I have, you know, spare time just to chill, like I still like to, you know, there's certain channels and shit that I like to follow that are kind of like conspiratainment in a way, if you want yeah. to like get it like that, you know, and then every once in a while I'll go look at like uh a mainstream thing like my chick yesterday was like asking for she was asking to watch some flat earth shit and i was like okay let me go look and like i i realized i mean obviously it's hard to find that shit like you used to be able to just type that in and hit autoplay and it would just go you know and now it's obviously like 100 percent disinformation and like i went ahead and clicked on one just for the fuck of it it was just like this little five minute thing of like how do people get some dude interviewing people at like the I want to say like North Carolina Flat Earth Conference, maybe, or something like that. I feel like it was, but he, anyway, they're at, they're just asking people about like you know they're just making fun of it, and then you're on there. Oh yeah, yeah. I was right. gonna say this sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like they're interviewing you, and you're just kind of like, well, it's just obvious, you know, basically like, and you know that's kind of the where where I'm at with it, and that's you know Flat Earth for me is always like that's like my safe place, like that's like. That's my happy place that I can go to. Like when the world is fucked, like whenever it does feel overwhelming, like just go watch some fucking flat earth shit. And like, it makes, (laughs) it just makes me happy. Cause it's just like, like how difficult it felt to try to prove that shit to people. And now I'm just like, no, you proved to me the opposite. Like everything I see, tell me why the moon is out right now, every day, all day. Tell me about that. Like I can see the sky, explain this to me. And that's, it's, I mean, obviously this is like old news that like, we know more about the globe than any, than any globe believer ever does. They have no fucking clue about it. So if they did, they would understand that it's mechanically impossible. But like, so I don't know. Do you, do you buy it like that? What were you saying, dude? I was just saying it goes like that with every topic. It's like, I know more about your argument and my argument and you don't know yours or mine. Like, how does that, how, why am I trying to teach Chinese to like a monkey? Basically. It's like you beat your head <laughs> the wall, you know, it's nuts. But yeah, what were you saying? Well, do you buy into the, like the 80, 20 ratio? The what? Like the 80, 20, like that. 
80% of people will never care and just like don't. And there's like 20% of people who, who are aware, but then, I mean, obviously that could change, but like I, I have a friend who's like a, he's like a conscious rapper and he like, you know, he, we met through, through my Instagram page. Like at one point he just was like, dude, thanks for your feed, you know? And then, you know, I just kind of hit him up and, you know, I got into his music and realized, oh shit. Like he, you know, he like won in 2019, he won like album of the year in Fort Worth, Texas, which is like a old money oil town. Like it's, and he's like the first rapper to ever do that. And like, he's rapping about like conscious shit, but like, he raps about like yoga and veganism. He's also like an MMA fighter. And it's also like some street shit. Like he, he was calling it like hippie hustler or something. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. I love the dude. And like, we just connected really hard. And, you know, like he just kind of has always said to me, like, dude, like you're like a real motherfucker to me. Like you don't, you're not like coming at me because I'm kind of famous. Like you're not like trying to like, right. you know, the reasons like other people want to be his friend, basically. Like he's like, dude, like you actually like want to get to know me. And like you have my back and like you know like he knows a lot of people so one thing like he said when he was in hawaii he called me he was on a lot of drugs but he was telling me how much you love me and shit and he was like you know like i i know that i can tell you shit and i never hear it back from someone else you know he's like i don't you know i don't get that with most people and he's just like he's the kind of person that he's so transparent that basically like if someone's talking shit about me to him they're basically saying it to me yeah and he's like that with everyone so like if you tell him something, he's going to fucking tell the other person that you said it, but it's not like that in a way. It's just kind of like, he feels like everyone has the right to know. Yeah. I have like, a friend like that. He's super blunt. And like, <laughs> I used to work with him and it's funny because he's so blunt that I'd go over to him and be like, Hey man, uh, you know, you need to know this, but so-and-so said X, Y, or Z about you. They'd be coming over to us. You know, I, I'm not expecting him to just, fully called him out right in front of me like this person just told me this information yeah. so i go tell my best friend and i'm like yo man this guy's talking this mess and he's like yo come over here it's like did you just say this you just told him this and i'm like oh shit this is awkward but he's so blunt and upfront that he will straight call you on your bullshit and it's kind of refreshing to see instead of people right. just like oh you know i didn't hear that or i didn't say that and everyone's lying and everyone's playing this game it's like it's it's nice to see the realness Right, right, dude. And if people, you know, I've said this for a while, if people would just say how they really felt to other people, yeah, it would hurt some people's feelings for a second, but then we would just get fucking used to it. And like, we would actually know there wouldn't be all this fucking deception between everyone all the time. And people wouldn't have to wear like the metaphorical mask that people wear all the fucking time. And we just like, yeah. fuck trying to like be a chameleon all the time. It's just, it sucks that people have to do that. I know it's pretty you know, pretty off topic there or whatever, but like, yeah, man. I mean, I, I think that that's kind of important, like to step into, if we're going to step into our power, that also means like being our authentic selves as well. Yep. You know, you know, and I also kind of going back to what you said, um, it's hard for me to say it because I'm like doing the opposite right now, mm-hmm. but and I've got friends telling me this too, who have been in this movement a while. They're close with me and they're telling me like, I'll just basically give you the scenario. They're over knocking on my door and they're like, Justin, it's over. We've woke up. We've woke up as many as we're going to wake up. It's done. The conspiracy world is so muddied. Everybody thinks it's some QAnon conspiracy. Like everybody's running around with chickens, like their head cut off. All these Republicans think they're woke. All these uh, black lives matter. People think they're woke. It's just a shit show. 
our job is done. Work on yourself. Make your make work on like you know worry about your life and your family and your own personal development. Stop beating a dead horse. And while I hear them, and I'm listening to them, I have this. I don't know. It's maybe it's just me, but I have this some draw to like I need to still be active and tell people and help warn people. And I also feel like, you know, I'm, I'm one of the main people on this anti-vax front, and we're getting smeared left and right. Like every time I open mainstream articles, it's like anti-vaxxers are killing people and prolonging the pandemic and blah, blah, blah. And I almost feel like I've got to be that voice of reason and stick up for our movement still, because if they're going to come and slander us, I'm going to stand up loud and proud and be like, oh, really? Then let's go. Let's debate right right now. And, you know, just for for reference, five things you should know about the COVID-19 vaccine. And one of them being that the vaccine makers are exempt from liability. Like we don't spread misinformation like they claim, right. you know, we have right. vaccine injured parents. We have uh, people with verifiable facts, information from the CDC. And I just feel like it's an obligation of my own to stand up and like defend our movement and keep waking people up. Um, I do feel like we're at sort of a tipping point with the vaccine thing, uh, which is encouraging to see. I wish I had the stats in front of me, but the enemy is even quoting our stats of like millions and millions more people joining this movement and becoming anti-vaxxers, which basically means you have common sense and are questioning known liars, (laughs) criminal pharmaceutical industry, products with no liability. I mean, exactly, dude. I mean, like it, it's, it's crazy how like, um, it's the same common sense as why are we letting people poison our food? I mean, it's really that simple. It's like, wait, whose idea was it to put, wait, our food is what we need to be healthy and survive, right? So let's let it all be poisoned at the source. Like just that whole, I mean, right? could, could you, who could you really ask? Like, hey, do you think that's a good idea? I know. You know, like that plate of food that you're about to eat, can I come spray poison on it right now and then you'll still right. eat it? No, you won't, right? You'll fight, you'll try to fight me over that if I do that, right? Like, I mean, we... We'll have to fight right then, right? I mean, if you come do that to my food, like, I'm going to be like, get the fuck away from me. Well, and, and what's even crazier is what if I came over and was like, hey, before your child eats that apple, can I inject it with polysorbate 80 and aborted fetal tissue? And you'd be like, are you a psycho? You go, well, that's in the vaccine you just injected into them in order to attend school. Right. So what's the difference? So it goes back to just people being, you know, uh, ignorant of the information. But it's... um just to tie up on my last thought, it's like, while I'm encouraging people to go out there and, and spread the truth and plant the seeds, I think it's just as important for you to work on yourself and worry about your own family. Because if shit hits the fan and you don't have a, a plan in place, what good are all these conspiracies? You know, um, it's almost like, like you said, it's like conspiracy attainment. Like, how, we, how much do we how much more do we need to know? I mean, we know that they're lying about the earth. We know that they're lying about our products. We know Zionist Talmudic freaking controllers. We know all this stuff. Do we need to keep rewatching documentaries about every fake shooting? Do we right. need to watch every documentary about, you know, this and that? It's like. We've come to a really weird point in like truthing and activism. And, you know, I think we are at a crossroads. Well, Let's still make noise. We also have to shift our, our strategy because they're deleting us off the Internet and they're basically um, convincing the public 
that we're just like this QAnon fringe crazy group. So we have to re-strategize like how we reach people and, and how we're going to move forward from here because they've changed the entire playing field, man. And, and part yeah. of the reason for this campaign, I'll just kind of give a quick explanation. Yeah, you man. Know, I've been on board with this campaign, the V is for vaccine thing for the last um, year or so. Joshua Coleman created these signs. Shout out to him. He's in California. He's probably the best vaccine activist out there. His son was uh, paralyzed from the waist down for life from the um, from a vaccine, transverse myelitis. So he created these hard hitting this hard hitting campaign. We hand out this information at our events. The five things you should know about the COVID vaccine. The five things are on the back with the sources, all information straight from the CDC. And we don't post, you know, opinionated signs. They're all verifiable. Right. We go out and provide informed consent to people. And, um, you know, the campaign was a lot of an online thing. It was spreading info online, but it was protesting. And then they deleted him. And he's like, well, what am I going to do? You know, I've got tens of thousands of people uh, amassing in this following online. How do I continue to wake people up? So he created these signs. He created highway banners. We were draping 100-foot banners, as you, as you did in the little intro video, across yeah. the highways every couple of weeks, reaching thousands of people, letting them know that the vaccine makers are exempt from liability. You can't sue. You can't do anything if you're hurt or killed by their product. And people don't know this, and they uh -huh. deserve to know. Right. We took the campaign <laughs> offline into the streets, and we go to the Super Bowl. We go to the the Oprah speaking event. We go to massive uh, basketball games, any type of event where there's tens of thousands of people, we're providing them informed consent. Because if you can reach that many people on that scale, the chances of a good little chunk of them waking up, making changes in their own life, in their own communities, pushing back against the system, you've got a much better chance than posting it to your, your Instagram account and it being deleted in two hours. Right. Right. So we're just being completely hidden. Yeah, we're just being shadow banned and not knowing it. So, yeah, in a nutshell, if they delete you, take it to the streets. Find a local group. You know, we've got these group groups with the the Freedom Keepers. Yeah. Um, they're all over. There's, there's a group in Florida, New Jersey, you know, uh, most states. Um, if you want, just if anyone wants to get involved, it's a lot of vaccine activism. Reach out and I'll try to find you a Freedom Keeper group near you. And I'm sure there's people with these signs and these pamphlets out at the COVID vaccination sites right now. Right. Uh, educating people and that's all like, that's what i feel like i need to do what day is today yeah i got i got the day off tomorrow i feel like that's what i need to do what's the most like cost effective way to do that so you can get these signs printed yourself um that's what we did to start but you can also just order the covid vaccine uh educator kit which is what i have next to me it's basically four signs front and back and you get like 400 of these Okay. Hell yeah. Um, you, there's some other things in the box too, some stickers and magnets, but you purchase that kit and you're basically equipped to go out with like two to four people and hit up the vaccine sites. Perfect, um, man. Cause I mean, dude, they're, dude, they, they're, they got people at the botanic gardens in my city, dude. Like it's, it's, it's fucking springtime. Like I want to go there, you know, like I want to go check out the beautifulness of it and the, feel the energy of the plants and like, I can't go do that because they're poisoning people there. So like no. I would love that pisses me off. So I would love to go show up there. Yeah. And, and for anyone thinking like, well, what good is, you know, educating outside of a vaccine site? Those those people are already lined up to slaughter. Like, you know, they're no hope. But I will tell you, while you have a point, <laughs> most people are pissed <laughs> off to see you. They're not very receptive. It's not the crowd you're going to have productive conversations with. Right. But 
if those people have a reaction, they're going to think back about those people out on the street. They're going to go, damn, I wonder, maybe I should go to that vsforvaccine.com website and look up the risks and reactions. Maybe I should, you know, look up the uh, exempt from liability fact because they may not connect the dots right then and their reactions can happen weeks, months, even years later. And people aren't aware of that. So we educate people, hey, you may have a reaction months later, plant that seed. If something bad does happen, maybe they'll wake up from it. So that's the uh, glass half full um, take I have on uh, protesting or educating, I should say, at vaccine sites. Man, I mean, I think it's uh, there's something to be said just for just for going and making that noise, too. I think there's an energetic side to it as well, where it's like, you know, whether it's a whether it's a magnetism thing or whatever, whatever the case may be. I feel like just going there and doing that like it. It create I don't know, man, because see, I get into like some weird metaphysical things that I feel like I can see, but I can't really like verbalize and explain. But I. I feel like doing that creates, I don't know. I just think it's a powerful thing to do. I don't really know exactly how to explain it, but like, yeah, I think if you can, you should. And it also, because who's you also like, we have this silent group of people that are scared to speak. And you've known that, like, you know, there's all these people that know this is fucked up, but they're scared to say something. So it's almost like if you go yell, they feel like if you go be, go be loud about it, then they feel like, Oh, well I can at least talk. A little bit now because this yep. dude's making a bunch of noise and i've got great examples of that i'll give you two of them um i was in a i walked into a whole foods they're very strict and we, we needed something and we're like we're going in here i don't care what their new policy is because i'd heard they want to temperature scan you right walked in and i'm like nope no thanks no mask i'm good i'm good walk right by speed by him and some other guy looks over and he just rips his mask off and he's like oh thank god he's like I'm not from here. I thought you had to wear it. I'm like, no, take that shit off. And he's like, it, it sucks, man. We don't wear them where I'm from, but I'm, I'm here on vacation. And it's like, they're, or he just moved. That's right. He's like, we just moved and the masks are everywhere. And that little bit of encouragement of me, you know, refusing at the door gave him the courage to take it off. And I, I see people other times, they see me with no mask on in the store and they immediately pull it below their nose. They're yeah. like, oh, okay, well, at least I can, if he's got no mask, I can at least drop it. So then there's other people that will just take them off. It's great. But um, the other example I want to give is like I saw a vaccine site on my street the other day. I mean, how dumb can they be? They clearly don't think these things through. You're going to put it on my street? Like, so I grabbed my signs. I walked down there. I'm by myself this time, which I rarely am uh, for the vaccine sites. And nobody turned around. Nobody rolled their window down and took my pamphlet. Not the entire time. So you'd think, well, that was probably a lost cause, right? The workers were interested. The people that volunteered that probably lost their job were like, all right, well, I'll go direct traffic at this vaccine site for a quick buck. They don't necessarily believe in the vaccine. They were right. like, hey, hey got over there. Can I see one of your pamphlets? So I educated those people. Seeds planted. Then the best thing happened. Uh, a car pulls over at the very end. This woman jumps out. I thought she was going to like hit me or something i was like oh my gosh like someone's really triggered they've got out of their car and she's like oh my gosh i don't mean to startle you my husband wanted to pull over we just moved here from colorado we, we don't know anybody like-minded we just saw you out here and it's just the most incredible thing to see i look over her husband's like giving me the fist outside the window he's like yes thank you thank you i love you 
And they're like, we were just so happy to see you. Like someone's actually out here educating these people. You know, do you have a local group? I'm like, yes, here's my information. Get involved with these groups. They do protests, petitions, community meetups, all this stuff. You like, you stopped and talked to the right person. They were delighted. I felt so glad to connect with them and give them like a little bit of hope that um, there are people out here educating people and they can get involved. And like, and then number three, the third thing is, is the footage you take. You could do, you could make no progress doing your little outreach, but let's say you take a video and it goes viral. Right. Now you've got people in across <laughs> the, the world watching your little video going, damn, I'm going to do that. And then it inspires them to go out. You know, this sign right here, the famous pandemic sign now, I made this sign. As you can <laughs> see, there's these little black letters I bought. This is cardboard. Yeah. And this is tape to reinforce the corner so it doesn't get messed right. up. With that. This is red Sharpie. I made this. I yeah. took the very first reopened Florida <laughs> against the lockdowns and the masks. We were protesting this stuff in March, right when it happened. That sign made national and international news. It went all over the world. I'm still being shared with this sign. It's great because everyone's like, yes, pandemic. Yes, this is a hoax. It's like, this is not a legitimate emergency. I saw this sign replicated along with this sign. I was holding two signs in the photo. This one also says practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this sign was instantly made into shirts. It was replicated in, in protests in Belgium and London. And I was just so happy to see that because all I did was make a homemade sign and go stand out on the street. A reporter happened to take a picture of me. It happened to get picked up internationally. And now every time someone writes an article criticizing protesters or the lockdown, they use this thumbnail picture of me. They're like, anti-vaxxers slowing down the life-saving medicine. <laughs> yeah. So you just never know. These two little cardboard signs have influenced how many people to say, screw this, I'm going out there and pushing back. So I just love to see that. And that is exactly what keeps me going is you don't know what sign, what video, what post is going to go viral. So we just have to keep chugging along, hit them from all angles. <laughs> yeah, man, I think that's, that's brilliant. That, I mean, it sounds like it was, y'all were kind of forced to take it offline, but I mean, the fact that you did that, I mean, I remember the first time that I saw, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of actually which, it doesn't really matter, but like, dude, I mean, just, you named, you named it off, which y'all did, but I mean, like, you know, I mean, it took some, it took some balls to go do that shit, man. And like, you know, and I mean, I'm sure that the first time sucked. I'm sure the first time you were anxious and you were like, you know, who's going to come yell at me? Who's going to hit me? I'm sure you're kind of been like, yep. you know, you're kind of looking over your shoulder all the time. And then after a little, you know, after a couple of times, it's kind of like going, you know, going into the store without the mask, you know, like whenever you just decide, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And kind of the mode that I've taken with that is like, just, I pretty much just ignore the people. Like I pretend, I'll pretend yeah. I can't even hear them. Can't yep. even see them. Like, I had to go to Trader Joe's and that was the only place that they even really ever fucked with me about a year. And they had that dude, they had a line of people like it was raining this day. So they had like little canopies set up and they had a lines of people outside parked and, you know, they're spread out. Everybody's wearing their mask. I just parked my car, walked straight past that fucking line and walked straight in. I was yep. going in to look for like a little flat or a little rose planter thing that like, I don't know. I was just going to look for like one little thing and I knew what I was doing. And I just walked past it in there, sir, sir. And I just, 
act like I can't hear them. Yep. And I'm just looking around for my shit. And they're, because I know if they touch me, I've got a fucking lawsuit on my hand. Yep. You know, like, you're, you're doing exactly what we should be doing. This is, I'll give a shout out to uh, Chris Sky, who I just found recently. You can look him up on Instagram, Real Chris Sky. Um, he is a Canadian, basically, activist that is uh, pushing back against this stuff. And he's gotten like really uh, amassed a following from his fighting back. But his campaign is just say no. Just say no. People don't realize they're like, oh, it says masks required on the door. That's a, that's a piece of paper. Right. Quit, quit being so obedient. You know, even people in this community of the woke community are like, oh, well, they said master required, so I'm not going to go. Go anyway. I mean, yeah. If, yeah, if it's an hour out of your way and you're trying to make like a day trip, don't, don't, you know, waste your time if you know you're not going to get in. But push back. Yeah. When we just say no, it, it's, it inspires others. It shows them that we're not going to comply. Because you know, I exactly do. Because I know all those people were fucking staring at me. Like, who yeah. is this crazy motherfucker that just do doesn't fucking care, dude? And then, like, it, and then I walked out filming them because, yeah, you know that's what I did. I because they were yelling at me and like, the, you know, finally the lady just gave up. That was saying like, sir, she kept trying to get in my line of vision, and I was like, I would just move, you know. I was just like, nope, not even gonna look at you, not gonna fucking look right. at you. And then when I walked out, I'm, I'm, I finally am just like, you know, fuck it. I, I didn't have the thing I wanted. So I was like, all right, I'm out. And yep. so then I just start filming as I'm going past. And the people are all just looking at me like, what the fuck is this dude doing? And yeah, man, I mean, I think uh, that's kind of a weird thing too, because when you kind of, then you make them actually like assess that what, what am I doing? Why is he recording me? Right. You know, and then, so it's kind of like, shit, like, should I, am I being an idiot for standing here? You know, because I mean, yeah. You, yeah. Um, people just need to realize that they're they're falling back into that that sheep herd mentality mindset of like we're just following along. If you just like you said, you can ignore them. What I do and my strategies changed throughout the pandemic. Right. I used to say, hey, I've got a medical exemption and pull that card. But I've learned that people once you start talking about medical exemption and, and the county ordinance has a carve out, they're 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 like brain falls out. And they're like, right. well, sir, store policy. I don't even know what you're saying. So I've given up on the, the medical exemption thing. Now I just tell them, no, thanks. I can't yeah. wear one. Like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, I can't wear one. You can't? Nope. Can't do it. Sorry. And they're like, well, you have to. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to shop. Yeah. I'm going to be in here just a few minutes. If you want to take it to the next level, feel free. But I think it's easier to just let me shop. Right. I learned that that strategy works better because let's be real. These people are getting paid, you know, 10 bucks an hour to work the front door of a grocery store. It's way above their pay grade to be the mass police. They don't want right. to do it. They're tired of doing it. And if you push back a little bit, nine times out of ten, they fold. They let you shop. I've had people go get the manager on me. Push back on them. They fold two nine times out of ten. Right. I've had called on me maybe once or twice, but they've never showed up. Right. I don't think they even will. True. I mean, I know they won't. I mean, I don't think in either of our states they will because we don't have a mass mandate. Well it gets into that sticky situation of the private business. So the private business is like, well, we don't care. It's our rules. We're a private company. We can right. trespass you for anything. So if the cops do come, yeah, there's nothing they can do to you about the mask, but right. those people want you to leave and it's their business. If you want to take that a step further, you can say, well, technically you're a public accommodation. Right. You have right. to build chair ramp. You have to accommodate for autistic people, you know, handicapped people. So you're basically discriminating against someone with a medical condition and I'm going to sue you. You can go that route and they usually will fold. If they don't, 
maybe go spend your money elsewhere. Maybe right. put five dollars on the counter and say, yeah, you know, I mean, like they reopened, you know, when they reopened all this shit, dude, I, I still only fuck with like the same five restaurants. Right. Like, I don't even go to these places that turned me away before that maybe even that even were even just weird about it. Right. You know, I went to the place. I only still go to the places that were like, hey, what's up? Get in here. You know? Yep. You, I mean, you, like one of one of my favorite spots. He shut down to re- this dude that's been selling pizza and Italian food. He's just like an Albanian cat that's like, you know, been that's what he's been doing. That's what his family does, and you know, he's won awards for his for his food. And he he shut down to remodel. And I just drove by the night before last, saw that he was reopened. You know, went in there and had lunch yesterday, and he's he doubled the capacity of his restaurant, and he's. It looks great in there, you know, and it's packed in there. And I come up to the counter and he he says, what's up, player? And hits my hand and flower comes off of his hand. And it's like, I don't know, man. It was just something about it, you know. And I was just like, dude, you know, it looks great in here. And, like, that's kind of where I'm at is, like, I'm going to fuck with the people that, that never gave me any trouble. Yep. You know, and, like, but then sometimes I get a little froggy and I kind of want I kind of want it a little bit. And yeah. so I'm, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go test the waters over here, you know. I'm with you. Like I'm voting with my dollar and I've become a regular at all the places that don't bother me. And I support the places that are local and organic and mask free as much as I can. But you're right. Some days, Hey, I got to run in this target. I got to yeah. run in whatever. And I'm going to push back. And I also enjoy doing it because like I was telling you, I like encouraging the employees and the patrons to, to stop complying. And every time we push back just a little bit, even if you take your ass to Disneyland and wear it under your nose all day long, you are pushing back. You're showing all those little Disney people that, damn, I can pull that thing. Let me try. And once everybody starts pulling it, someone's going to pull it all the way. And then someone's going to take it off. And then eventually they're going to say masks are optional because this is causing too much of a tr- trouble. People are suing us. We're, they're going viral on social media about us being jerks. Like, gosh, I mean, I don't like cancel culture, but if y'all want to vote with your dollar and, and, and treat the right companies right, Go to the places that don't hassle you and cancel and boycott these people that are infringing on our rights and furthering this nightmare. Their obedience is prolonging the nightmare, and they are basically welcoming the Orwellian medical surveillance police state, and they don't (laughs) know it. That's what's so terrible. Dude, hell yeah. Absolutely, man. And I'll just also encourage people, man, when you do it, if there's two things I try to tell people to do when you're interacting with the public about this stuff is calm, factual, and respectful. Because if you come off triggered, if you come off angry, if you come off belligerent, never going to get anywhere. They already think we're crazy. So kill them with kindness and kill them with facts. Because when I go in somewhere and someone's like, sir, you're not doing this, and I drop facts and I'm calm and respectful, they can't be like, this guy's being crazy, get him out, he's being aggressive. They're like, no, actually you're acting more irrational than me right now. So just, just like try to lead by example and be like, listen, uh, I just do not comply, you know, do whatever you need to do. Um, you know, and I'm going to be shopping now. Thank you. (laughs) And just, or or like I tell them at the front, no, thanks, but sir, it's required. No, thanks. And just speak on by you. They come after you. Right. And I mean, literally they, they can't do anything to you. That's the thing. It's like, they, they literally, they physically cannot. I mean, if they, somebody touches me, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, they can't. Like that's that's going to be a big problem for them. Yep. And, and as far as they know, I'm fucking deaf and I can only see what I can see. They don't I know. I can't even see you. So right. 
I just I just got to this point where I'm just like not acknowledging we kind of I kind of feel like now I want to go over to Sprouts this afternoon and just like just to kind of make them do their make them do their whole thing, you know. Yeah. And you know I, I feel for their employees, man, because I don't like to go in and be like, this guy's probably hates the policy and right. I'm the guy today that he's got to yell out about a mask and I'm do gonna- they though because there's a lot of them that fucking right. love it you're right it's the only way they've ever been able to feel important they have no control in their life you know and right. so i feel i don't feel bad for those i mean i do i feel bad for them because their lives are sad some of them <laughs> it depends it's like i can feel it out i can tell like all right this guy's really just trying to do his job and is trying right. to buy, get his paycheck. I'll be, I'll tell people like when I called and bitched to Sprouts, I was like, look, man, I'm not trying to rip your head off on this phone call, but this is bullshit. And I'm going to tell you why. And that needs to trickle back up. I need the managers to be calling corporate going, this is too much. You know, one of our managers is about to quit because we get so many fun. Like that's the shit that needs to be happening. Right. To make these people realize that um that taking away our rights and creating these ridiculous non-science based policies are doing more harm than good and harming their business because if the gov- the government doesn't quite look like it's going to mandate vaccine passports for this round of the pandemic right. but the private businesses are and the government's going to try to do it through the private businesses so that's why i think it's so important for us to keep pushing back because this is kind of like our our last stand man we're going to lose our, our medical freedom, our bodily autonomy with injecting substances into our body if we don't push back, even with the masks. Yeah. You know, I tell people, um, you know, it's like, uh, I guess I'll say this too. Don't get me wrong. I've worn a mask. I'm not perfect. And I'm not Mr. Fucking like, oh, I'll never wear one. I'll ne-. I had to get my son a passport. I had to go into a federal building and I needed the shit. So I put mm-hmm. it on. I wore yeah. it on my nose. I tried to fight back. I, but I had to do it. Some people, they're a single mom with three kids. They need to go in the grocery store. They don't feel like getting harassed by the customers and the employees. She puts on the mask. She doesn't believe in it. Is she a hypocrite? Should we attack her? No, we don't know what that woman's going through. You know what I mean? Her dog could have just died and she doesn't <laughs> arguing with the manager today. So she wore the mask. So like, don't, don't people out there listening, do not be too hard on yourself. If you do have to put something on, but with, at the same time, push back every chance you get. So if I, if I do have to put one on, maybe I got to do a couple extra protests. Right. <laughs> we, we, we've got to do what we can when we can or else they're going to take more than a mile with this. It's also like – and I think another move for oh, – if any, Another move I think is if you are going to put it on, take it off the second you get past the gate. Big time. You know, and then at that point, I mean, I just feel like what maybe somebody will say something to you, but that how are, you're already in, you know. Oh, I've got a good example. I did that at a hotel. We stayed at a hotel recently um, and somebody else in our group went up to check in because, you know, they wouldn't let more than one person check in. It's unsafe. So one person went up. So I was like, well, shit, I'm pulled it right down. Got it under my chin. I never put the mask back on. We were in the hotel for a day and a half. I walked around the whole hotel, went to the pool, in and out, never put it on. The first day, I'm the only person, right? Everybody's looking at me like, gosh, how does he do it? How does he do it? It's magic. Second day, this is the encouraging part. The second day, I'd say 30% of the hotel didn't wear a mask. Now, I don't know if it was me. I don't know if I kicked off some type of resistance in this hotel, 
but people weren't having it. And once they saw some people not doing it, they quit. There's signs at the pool. You must wear a mask when you order a drink. You must wear a mask to go to the bathroom, to do this and that. Nobody had a mask on. Just say no. That's right. my, nine times out of 10, it's just a sign. Right. Right. And I mean, you don't, also, I've noticed that a lot is um, places put it up just because they have to. You know what I mean? And it's like, like the if you just don't. Yeah. So if you just don't do it, nobody's really. I don't know, man. I mean, I, and I think that that's, you know, I mean, we're kind of circling back here. But like once you once you find those spots that that's the way it is, that nobody gives a shit. They just they feel like the city made them put that up. It's a small business. They don't want to get harassed or whatever, you know, then you you're empowering them every time that you do that. And so it's like every time that you're in there and you're spending money or you're, you know, creating traffic for them or whatever the case may be, like you're benefiting them. And, you know, I mean, it just every, that all is going to snowball. And then that creates like when the next time that something rolls out, you know, you can go to that person, especially if it's like something small, where you can like get to know the owner or whatever, like right. you can go to them and say, Hey, you know, we're, look, we're growing through this bullshit again. And right. you can just like already know like, Hey, these are my spots where I don't have to, I don't have to deal with this shit. And then you can invite other people to that and you can like, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of a thing. I have a friend that um, like my best female friend is like a single mom of six and she runs like a, uh, an apothecary metaphysical shop um, that she started with her kids started out of a garage with like most of her kids are grown now, but like she, dude, it's crazy. I don't even know how to describe this place that she's created. It's like another fucking dimension there. It's like, she has like a organic garden out back and like a fairy garden, whatever that is. And then like, you know, but they'll do like, they do gatherings there. It has like kind of like a Renaissance fair vibe to it in a way. Like people just show up and feel like they can be their real weird self there. That's and dope. like, but it's cool as hell because like she, she never required any of that. You know I mean? She does like, she has like little food pantries that she keeps for people like doing give and take shit. Good. There's a, there's an elementary school across the street. So she has like a, you know, like a, you know, like a food, I mean, like a, a book thing where you can like take a book, leave a book kind of thing. She just, she does a lot of really cool shit. And like, you know, I mean, she's growing food back there and like, you know, it's, it's right in the middle of the city. And I mean, they're having, you know, I mean, they do. I don't know. I mean, it's just kind of cool that like, you know, like when the everything very first happened, it was like essential businesses only. I was just like, hey, start selling fucking rolls of toilet paper at the front of at the front of the shop and stay open. You know, right. and, I, and then she was, you know, I was talking to her about that recently. If it happened again and she's like, I would first of all, I would never shut down again. She just opened like a. she just got the. The spot next to her was like a little dog dog grooming shop and they couldn't stay in business. So she took over the rent in that space. So she just doubled her store space plus the outdoor space. She just doubled that. Um, so now it's like a yoga and art studio next door to the other shop. But um, I don't know, man. I mean, she's just kind of like, look, I'm making it's I'm making remedies for people. Like people come to me for for my teas and they come to me for, you know, my tinctures that I make. I mean, she makes pain cream for people. I mean, she does, does a lot of shit that's important. And so like, it's just, you know, and like, I don't want to take credit for it, but I taught her that there are no, like when the city was coming to fuck with her, 
I was telling her like when she was having events and they're saying you got you can't have this many people you can't I said tell them to show you the code that says that yeah there's no teeth there's no teeth behind it right it's it's an order and that's what we got to remind people is these aren't laws that's why right. when the police show up they can trespass you for being in a business that doesn't want you there but they're not taking you to jail for a mask in Florida you know the governor wiped fine so you can't even be fined as a business or a person but then we've got our uh our, our tyrannical county and city mayors you know and just like you were saying these businesses aren't scared of the virus they're scared right. of cancel culture and they're scared of their strike team that the, that the county has done i mean what kind of piece of shit do you have to be during the middle of a massive crisis like this to put your foot on the neck of these businesses and order strike teams to find them like these people are barely surviving. Now they got to be stressed out about a strike team coming in and being like, oh, where's your sign? Where's your right. feet? Here, you got to pay this money. I mean, let's just try to shut down more businesses. Why don't we? So and that's what's happening in Orlando. I know some small business owners that are dealing with that. You know, shout out to the Cava and the Kratom bars, man. If you want to go somewhere that fell under the radar and never got bothered by the government or this crazy thing is go to Kratom and Cava bars. I don't even drink the tea, but... I delivered to these places and none of them ever wore masks. Yeah. Ever shut down. Not yeah, it's been the, it's been the hookah spots for me, man. Not not the employees, not the guests. So in essence, like there are silver linings to this. We got a right. lot of people waking up. We also are finding our tribe. You just said it. You see people in the store without the mask? What's up, bro? Clearly yeah. same page. I, I like I like doing the hey nice face. Yeah. And, then, and when they laugh, I say, remember when that used to be an insult? Right. <laughs> it's crazy. And, you know, I like to I, I do what you're saying, too, is I'll nod at people or I'll, you know, the people that aren't wearing masks. It, it, hell, in Chipotle yesterday, I went in and nobody bothered me, which I was kind of surprised. No one even said anything. Wow. All my food, I got to the end and I said, you know what, I'm giving you all extra couple bucks just for not bothering me on the mask. She was like, oh, wow, thank you so much. So it's just little things like that. We got to encourage people to, to right. move bullcrap. Cool, man. Dude. Shit, man. Uh, how much time do you have? I pr I'm actually pretty low on time. So, I okay. mean, if you want to wrap it up here in the next five, we could do that. Sure, man. Let's go ahead, dude. I mean, I appreciate it, man. I feel like this has been awesome. I, I really do. Thank you so much for coming on. And, yeah, no uh, yeah man, just give a shout out to uh, Cindy Ashby, the producer, for setting up this uncensored platform and allowing us to come and talk about whatever the fuck we want, whenever we want. It's pretty fucking cool. Um, yeah, man. So do you want to drop those sites for people? Yeah. So um, if you want to get the COVID-19 vaccine educator kit, like this type of stuff with the signs and the pamphlets, you can go to V is for vaccine.com. Um, that's Joshua Coleman. He's, he's the great activist who's spearheading that. And you can, you can get the COVID vaccine educator kit shipped right to your door and start educating people in your community. Uh, I will drop some other vaccine sites because they've been on my mind lately. People have been asking, and they're so hard to find with all the censorship. Uh, Dell Big Tree's website is icandecide.org. They've sued the government and won great science and lack thereof on their uh, website. Um, Learntherisk.org. Uh, NVIC.org, which is the National Vaccine Information Center, and um, the Children's Health Defense, which is yeah. Robert F. Kennedy. You know, there was the disinformation dozen was put out, 
the establishment has labeled the top 12 anti-vaxxers and they are demanding that they be deleted from social media. So go follow these people like, you know, uh, well, Dell Bigtree's already been deleted from all platforms. But people like Aaron Elizabeth and the Truth About Cancer couple, the Bollingers, go give these people a follow, man. Support these sites. Spread this vaccine awareness because if we get to enough vaccine hesitancy, as the establishment calls it, they can't do their passports. They can't ever try it because enough of the population won't be on board. They have to have a certain amount vaccinated in order for this plan to work or it will be too divisive. You can't have half the country allowed to go to a movie theaters and flying and the other half not. Right. We're getting there. I truly think that we're getting closer and closer to half of the people won't want to take it. So we've just got to keep it up. You know, head over to those sites, get yourself educated. If anyone wants to reach out for books or documentaries on the topic of vaccines, I can provide that as well. Um, and uh, just real quick, you can find me on Instagram at Justin We Are Change. There's an underscore in between each word. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. My name is Justin Robert, and I've got the pandemic sign, and I'm in a yellow hazmat suit, my profile pic. So uh, uh, We Are Change Orlando on YouTube. Even though it's heavily censored and not super active, I'm still there. Awesome, man. Dude, thank you so much, dude. I appreciate it as always, man. I keep it up. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. We can do it anytime, and uh, we'll just – keep doing the best we can man let's uh, wake people up and work on ourselves cool man i appreciate it dude thank you so much thanks to everybody who uh, listened and you know all that dudes thanks cool see y'all next time cool we'll talk to you soon flawed individual cindy ash on the wake up you the people have the power the power to create happiness let us use that power let us all unite let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform.